Well, we're continuing in our series called It Starts Here. In, the, in this series, we've been looking at the five questions in our community that people are asking. Five questions about how to do life and what does life look like for me and how should I be living the life that God has given me to live. And we believe that all of the answers to these questions come back to Jesus. That's why we say it starts here. It's been said that Jesus makes your life better and Jesus makes you better at life. And I love that because it really is the truth. It really is the heart of, of all of the questions that we have been trying to answer in this series. On the first week, uh, Joe talked about the answer to the question, does my life matter to someone else? And he talked about being a friend and, and being a neighbor and helping people in their time of need. Last week, Matt talked about the question, what does success look like for me? And we discovered that success is not based on what we do. Rather, it's based on who we are, and even more deeply, who we are in Christ. And today, I want to answer the question, how can I make a difference? Our hearts are drawn to stories of people making a difference. We see stories, especially in the midst of this pandemic, of doctors and nurses that are on the front lines making a difference in the lives of the people that are under their care. We see grocery stores and we see restaurants that are willing to give up profits so they can provide meals and food for those frontline workers. Even before this pandemic and during this pandemic, we see military men and women who are willing to sacrifice their lives if need be to keep us free. And all of those stories just really go deeply into our hearts because deep down, all of us really want to make a difference. There's something within each of us that yearns to make a difference. But at times we we really just don't know what to do and how to make that happen. And that's what I want to talk about today. Today we're going to be reading out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. The book of Ephesians was written by the Apostle Paul to a church in the ancient town of Ephesus. And in fact, within this chapter, chapter 2, Paul talks about what God has done for us as believers. He talks about the difference that God is making and has made in our lives, about how we were once enemies to God, but now we are friends of God. We're children of God. And he, he, he builds this part up, this section of Scripture, and he says, by faith, by, by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast, which leads us into verse 10 of chapter 2. And I just want to talk about this verse a little bit because this verse has such deep meaning in the lives of believers. And if you're here today, if you're watching today, and you are not a believer in Jesus, we really believe that Jesus can make an amazing difference in your life. We truly believe, as we said earlier, that Jesus makes your life better, and Jesus makes you better at life. And so if you've never trusted in Jesus, what I want you to do is sit and listen to all that Jesus has done for you, all that God has done for you, and the difference that you can make 
and he can make in your life by trusting in him. The first part of, of verse 10, it says this, we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork. We are created by God. Not just put together in a, in a hurriedly kind of messy kind of way. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not very mechanically gifted. Uh, when I try to put something together or build something, it usually never comes out the way that I really want it to, to come out. I start fixing something or building something, and I, I get to the middle of the project, and I realize I don't have the tools that I'm looking for, so I, I run to the hardware store, and I get what I need, and I come back, and I start working again, and I realize I still don't have exactly what I need, so I go back and forth and back and forth, and there's always this running joke in my house. Uh, my wife and, and kids love to laugh at the fact that I have such a hard time having everything together to fix or to do the things that I need. Sometimes I'm, I'm lucky enough to get it put together, but that doesn't always happen. But that's not the way God did it. When we say that we are God's handiwork, it's not just something that God put together. It's something God took time in. He took time with you. Another way of, of seeing that word handiwork there is you are a work of art. It can easily be translated just as well to say that you are God's work of art. I love the way the New Living Translation reads that. It says that we are his masterpiece. We are, you are his masterpiece. The definition of a masterpiece, according to Webster's Dictionary, is a work done with extraordinary skill, an artist's most significant work. You are God's most significant work. Regardless of how you may feel about yourself, regardless of how others may make you feel about yourself, you are God's masterpiece. You are his most significant work. But it doesn't stop there. You are, we are, God's handiwork. But the verse then goes on to say that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. We are created in Christ Jesus. We're not only created by God as a work of art, but we are created in Christ Jesus. Those of us who are followers of Jesus, those of us who have trusted in his son to save us. We are created in Christ Jesus. We're created as a work of art with the best tools. But we're not built in our own goodness. We're built in Jesus' goodness. You see, the Bible tells us very clearly that, that we are sinners, that all of us have sinned, that all of us have fallen short of God's glory. The Bible also tells us that our righteousness, our goodness, the very best that we can do are like filthy rags before God. Our best, no matter how we work, no matter how hard we, we try to do things, no matter how hard we get it right, if we work in our own power and our own strength, it's nothing more than a soiled, dirty rag that is to be discarded. But we are not built in our own goodness. We're not created in our own goodness. We are created in Christ Jesus. And that's why 
Your past doesn't have to define you. Your mess-ups and your failures and your perceived problems in your life, they don't have to define you because you are created in Christ Jesus. So when God looks at you, he sees a creation, a work of art, a masterpiece that is created in his son. So we see that we are his masterpiece, his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus. But then it says we are created for good works, for good works. God didn't create us just to be saved and to go to heaven. He created us for good works. God created you to go about doing good, to go about showing the love that he has shown you. So if you ask, what am I here for? What was I created for? What is my purpose? Your purpose is to do good works. And if you don't know why you're here, then you can never have fulfillment. You know, so many people in, in, in our lives that we come across just seem to have so little fulfillment in their lives. They seem to have so little joy, so little peace. And the reason why that is is because they're not living the life that God created them to live. God created us, according to this verse, according to his word, he created us, he created you, he created me to do good works. And so if we're going to, to be all that God has wanted us to be, if we are going to be all that God has created us to be, we have to do the good works that he has created us to do. A lot of times I see people that just really struggle with being frustrated all the time. They get angry all the time. They have problems in their lives all the time. Uh, you've probably seen them. You've probably seen people like that that just seem to be mad all the time, that are just always bitter, that have no joy in their life whatsoever. They are constantly on social media berating people or, or posting memes to tear down people or people groups. And the reason why they're doing that is because they're not fulfilling the calling on their life that God has created them to fulfill. They're not doing what they were created to do. And, and when you aren't doing what you're created to do, when you aren't doing good, you're focused inward. Your focus turns inward. And you stop looking around and you start focusing on meeting your own wants and meeting your own needs and, and your own desires before even, the, even looking to try to help someone else. And when we turn inward, when we turn inward and we turn our focus on ourselves, all of a sudden the problems that we have in our lives become magnified. The problems and the fears that we have in our lives just become huge because we're focusing on ourselves rather than what God has called us to do. Dave Ramsey, who is the creator of Financial Peace University, says this. He says that antidote, the antidote for fear is generosity. And the first time I read that, I thought, how in the world can, can an antidote for fear be generosity? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized the reason why that is so is because when we are focused on ourselves, then all we can see are our own problems. If we are focused on meeting our own wants and our own desires before seeking to help meet the needs of others, then all we're doing is looking at ourselves. 
And all of a sudden, those fears just become massive and huge because that's all we can see. But when we're willing to do what God has created us to do, when we're willing to do good works, all of a sudden our focus shifts from inward to outward. Our focus shifts from ourselves to others. And all of a sudden, those things that we used to focus on, those fears, those anxieties, become smaller because our focus is no longer on them. It's on helping others. It's on being generous. It's on doing good. It's on doing what God created us to do. So we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for good works. And the last part of that verse says this, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God prepared in advance for us to do. God is eternal. God created everything. Before time existed, God was there. God created the universe. He created the stars. He created the planets. He created earth. He created all the creatures on earth. But it says that God created, God created us to do good works, which he prepared beforehand for us to do. God has a plan, and God has always had a plan. Nothing that ever happens catches God by surprise. So because God has a plan, he has a part for you to play in that plan. So every time you do good, every time you seek to meet the needs of others, you are taking part in a plan that was put in place before even the creation of the universe. People say they want to be part of something big. People say they want to be part of movement. There's nothing bigger than being a part of what God has for you that he put in place before time even began. So the question is, the question is not should we do good. The question is, what does that look like? What does that look like to do good? Good works are all around us. Good works are every day we can see things that we can do and, and do good. But whether or not we see them is dependent upon our attitude. So what type of attitude would allow me to see the good works that God has prepared me to do and that God has prepared for me to do before the foundation of the world? The answer to that is the attitude of Jesus. The attitude of Jesus, I'm going to be reading in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, and I'd love for you to listen to this. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage, but rather he made himself nothing. By taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Look back at verse 6. It says, Who? Being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. If anyone had the right to focus on himself, if anyone had the right to take advantage of the things in his life, the gifts that he had, his status, it was Jesus. Jesus was God in the flesh. If anyone had a right to take advantage of who he was, it was Jesus. But he 
did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but rather he was willing to give up his life for you and for me. So basically, according to Jesus' Jesus example, to do good means to put others first. Do good in the big things by putting others first. Do good in the small things by putting others first. As you're going about your life, do good. Think of ways that you can put others ahead of yourself. It may be something big like a large donation. It may be something that is hard financially or physically. But you know what? It may be something small. It may be you making sure that your child knows that you love them and knows that you care about them. It may be spending a little more time with your family. It may be being a little nicer to that coworker that might get on your nerves just a little bit. It may be paying a little more attention to your wife. In any circumstance, in any situation, the way to do good is by putting others first. And so many of you are, are doing this already. So many of you are doing this. There's so many stories around our church and around our community that I hear. Uh, you guys are making phone calls. On, on Easter morning, I got a call from uh, a guy at our church, and he said, hey, it's Easter. I miss you. I, I just want to take a moment just to say how much I miss you and how much I care about you and how much I'm praying for you. Little things like making a phone call. You guys are, are blowing our minds in the way that you're continuing to give to support the ministries of our church. With the economy completely falling apart, you guys are still being faithful in your giving to support the missions and the ministries of our church. An entire ministry in the midst of this pandemic was started in our community through our church called the Hands and Feet Ministry, where as soon as they hear a need in our community, they go out and they reach out to our church members. They call. They find out if they can bring groceries or supplies or anything that they might need to those who are older or who can't get out because of, of compromised immune systems. You guys are doing this. I even heard of a story this week of, of individuals in our church that are calling and saying, hey, we know there are a lot of people that are, that are possibly uh, not able to pay their rent. What can we do to help? People willing to even pay rent to other church members because they know it's a hard time. You guys are always are already making a difference. And it, it, it just amazes me and, and, and it excites me to be in a church of people that are, that are passionate about fulfilling the calling that God has placed on our lives. And although we're doing, and you guys are doing such an amazing job of that, can you imagine a world? Can you imagine a world in which every follower of Jesus followed Jesus' example of doing good by putting others first? I'm convinced that, that Christians are often looked down in our society, not because we look too much like Jesus, but rather because we don't look enough like Jesus. Can you imagine a world full of Christians that look so much like Jesus that they're willing to sacrifice anything they can to show God's love to others around them. We should do good because Jesus did the best. We should do good because Jesus did the best. So I want to encourage you. 
Live the life that God has created you to live. You are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand for you to do. Let's continue to do good. Let's continue to make a difference in our world. And let's let the kindness of our God be shown through us in such a way that this world will never be the same. And when this pandemic is over, let us be able to look back and see the difference that the body of Christ has made in our community, in our state, in our world, by living the life that God has called us to live. Let's do good because Jesus did the best. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. We thank you for your amazing grace, your amazing mercy, that you would seek to love us so much, and you would seek a relationship with us, that you would send your son to die for us on the cross to make a way when there was no way to be made by our own goodness. You loved us so much that you were willing to do that. Let us be willing to be like Jesus. Let us be willing to sacrifice. Let us be willing to put others first. Let us be willing to, to live the life that you've called us to live, that you've created us to live. And let this world never be the same because of your love being expressed through your people. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.